welcome back. Nope, this is the first time that you are here because this is the first episode of a new podcast series <laughs> called Minor No. <laughs> Take three. Take three. I honestly kind of just want to keep going, okay? There's no script for this? There's no script. Look, authenticity. Okay, so we're called Authenticity Over Everything. That is the mantra of this podcast studio. Um, major shame, minor communities. It is four different black people at one table talking about their experience with shame in the black community. Um, super excited. My name is Aziza Gore, and I am joined by Evo, Sydney Buchanan, and my name is Renard. Heck yeah. Oh, I was the only one that used my last name. Yeah. I was oh, I should have used my Sydney name. J. Buchanan. Damn, I should have <laughs> used my real name. <laughs> Go for it. There's still a. I am Evo Exil, but also known as Evo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so it's Black History Month, also known as February. Amen. And yes. I just want to, like, okay, how do you guys feel about Black History Month? Is what I really, like, am curious about. Because there is a lot of controversy mm-hmm. about. It being one, if you're for it, why is it the shortest month, right? Yeah. And two, if you're like, eh, what is it about? Other people don't have months. It should just be like embedded within. Does, is this new? Is this a new conversation? No, not at you all. No, I'm familiar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I want Black History Month and I want it to be. I want both. I want to have my cake and eat it too, honestly. Mm. Um, I love Black History Month. I love celebrating black people and black culture and black history. Um, I I love it. Also, though, uh, there's a really, there's a problem in our education system that um, I think, I'm thinking about specifically our education system and how, yeah. like, um, they use Black History Month as a month to just, like, mm-hmm. they think they can just use that one month to catch up with the kids on... Uh, all the black history, and then like, all right, the rest of the time they just kind of uh, ignore it. So I do think that it needs to be better embedded into um, black history needs to be better embedded into our education system and what we're teaching in schools. But I love this month. I have no issue with it being the shortest month. Mm. I don't know. I don't. It's just like um, February's a good month. Do you yeah. not think so? Yeah. I mean, we got uh, Valentine's. We got Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My brother always talks about, because um, he's also like big on conspiracy theories, yeah. mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. always talks about how like every February there's like um, some big news thing that overshadows Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed that? Or no, just, I have. I haven't actually. I haven't yeah. Do you have any that. examples? Yeah. No. Yeah. At one point, it was something with the Kardashians. Okay? So there's that. That's mm. the information I have. No, but look, do you feel like <laughs> Black History Month is currently being overshadowed right now, like this month, or do you feel like it's being honored and celebrated well? Um, For me, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like both ways in a way. Cause I feel like um, with Black History Month, I got I, I like I like how we're kind of like just highlighting you know just the like black culture and black history and like just recognizing you know the history and how we how we um 
like moved forward from like the struggles and everything. But at the same time, I feel like it should be it should be honored like every like every day, honestly. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like not not just with Black History Month, but like just like with the holidays in general. Cause I feel like I feel like with just like Christmas or like Mother's Day, you know, like with those with those holidays, we we kind of like is is those is those times where we um, kind of like put on put on like in a facade or like a, a mask where we where we love one another but then once once that's done we go back to our you know normal ways but I feel like we should we should like honor that you know we should honor like just each other like every day like yeah. re- regardless of like the holidays you know so that's that's what I feel like but at the same time like I love you know just my melanin you know like yeah. I, I root for you know my people and stuff like that so like I, I love I love it really I love it but at the same time it's like we should we should it, sh- it should be an everyday everyday thing yeah you know so yeah both yeah yeah I, I do feel like we don't celebrate it enough when the like the biggest names that like come up to me like black history month or like like and just like black history in general like martin luther king jr uh, um helped bring the slaves um big sports stars like um jackie robinson you know just a just of um people of those yeah mm. i i do notice also there's a lot of like african pride during february you know what i mean because we yeah. like take it back yeah yeah um which is always just interesting to me because like growing up in a in a sudanese home um there was like and sydney and i have talked about this before just like the disconnect between african-americans and africans and then also just like black americans and growing up there was just a lot of um there's just a lot of shame about just like towards Africa from black youth. Mm-hmm. But then now it's like cool to be African. You know what I mean? Or like, it's yeah. Cool yeah. To like hold on to that. Yeah. Um, and so that's always like strange for me. Cause I think I still like carry some resentment anytime I see like, um, someone in a dashiki, I'm just kind of like, all right, yeah, you don't need to, um, I mean, you can. I mean, I get it, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't. Well, I'm, do you feel like that is, like, cultural appropriation? I I wouldn't call it that. I mean, because it's also just, like, um, I have a lot of empathy for, like, I know the tribe I came from, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I know there's a language for it, and I know, like, I know where my roots are and I don't know the experience of not knowing that. And so I do mm. have empathy of like, they just like, they just wanting something to hold on to. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also there's the very, there's like the reality of when I was younger, me holding on to that mm-hmm. was ridiculed, you mm. know? And so yeah. it's like both and. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of see it as I think I think what the thing is with like just African pride. I think we're because because we're like in a era of like social media and like people you know just um, expressing their feelings. You know, just like it's kind of like no judgment. It's like we're like I know like in the past it's like it was like I mean for me because I'm I'm Haitian. So like back then it was kind of like if you were if you were like like um Haitian or African it was kind of like mm-hmm. it was like you was being like ashamed of you was being yeah. like you know making fun of because of that but it's like now it's like you know people people are like you know expressing themselves and like showing their identity is like 
it's cool to be like who you are. So I, I feel like I feel like it's, it's just we're at a time where like you know it's like it's no judgment. It's like you know people are like more you know accepting of who they are than you know before yeah. you know. So I think I think that's the you know the thing about that you know. Yeah. Well, I'm curious if y'all feel like Black History Month fairly honors African heritage as much as it honors um, like Black American history. Mm. Mm. Like, what it, do you feel like it does? Because in, in my experience, I don't feel like it's actually highlighted very much in Black, in February and Black yeah. History Month. Mm-hmm. Like, I think sense as of, of African. Late, as of late, it has. Because yeah. there's been this movement of like, our, because also hearing like, oh, Black history didn't start with slavery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And so people are trying to go back to like hmm. the story. Um, of Africa and of like African royalty. And so I think there's been like an uplifting of of those stories particularly. Mm. What do you think, Renard, what's your, what did your parents, um, do they say, like how did they talk about the black community growing up? Because your parents are from Belize, right? Yeah, they're, back, they're from Belize. They really didn't, um, in terms of like my parents' background, they grew up in Belize and um, they didn't have, my grandparents weren't very wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like schooling, my dad would tell me this story about how um, just to get into a college, my grandmother went and talked, um, would go walk, he didn't have a car. My granddad was the only one who had a car and it's not even his car. It was um, a taxi for, you know, he was a taxi driver and my grandmother would whoa, walk all the way from um, one side of Belize all the way to to the school, just to you know, mm-hmm. just to talk them into getting all of the I think it's uh, yeah seven kids, <laughs> seven kids just to go to the school. You know, yeah, you know it's tough. And um, for me, just hearing that, you know, it makes me strive to want to do you know want to do more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of pressure. Um, like from I know in my experience like from my parents of like we've had it so rough and we've paved the way for you so that it can Uh be easier Mm -hmm. Um, or they'd always be like you know you guys think you know um, like you guys think you guys had it bad like we had it worse like she my my mom would tell me stories about how um just to go like get water, they have to go down to like you know to a well or something and like yeah. just pump water and carry that stuff all all the way um, back upstairs. Yeah, and they just do that over and over in wash clothes. Um, for washing clothes, they had like an old you know like now we have like washers and dryers and things of like that, mm-hmm. but they had like a scrub board. I don't know if y'all know the old scrub boards with water yeah. and like a metal can, and then you'd have to go like scrub all that stuff off and then you have the clothesline. And just go hang them out on the clothesline mm-hmm. now, you know. Just all the stuff that, like, we take for granted. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. In my opinion, I would think, like, at least for me, like, um, the African-Americans start out for, like, things of that. Like, you know, we have to do the hard, you know. The stuff that we, um, I guess the overall point I'm trying to say is the stuff that we look at now is, like, hard work. Things that we don't want, that we don't want to do or, like, we don't, you know, we just don't want, like, don't like to do it. Like, it's not even anywhere close to what, you know, back in the day. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I, but there's also this thing of like, 
yes, our parents did have very difficult upbringings, but also like trying to not let that invalidate our experiences and mm-hmm. the struggles that we have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's, yeah. um, cause yeah, like, you know, times, you know, times have changed. Yeah. 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 Times have changed. Yeah. And people's capacities for different things are different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious though, Sydney, for you, like, how did your parents talk about the black community growing up, especially like having a white mother and a black father? Yeah. Um, my parents talked very fondly of my dad's um, mom side of the family mm-hmm. and very poorly of my dad's that side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are a lot of reasons. I think that there's all the obvious reason, like my dad had a very bad relationship with his father. I didn't meet my grandfather until um, I think I was like a sophomore in high school. I didn't know him. Um, and so there's that, but I also think that there's kind of this, um, growing up, I wasn't, I, I do feel like along the way I lost a lot of kind of like my connection to like black culture um, because my father had kind of created an environment in which me and my brother and sister could it it really was a survival thing my dad you know grew up in poverty super poor and you know um, and so then when he kind of got out of that, he went straight into kind of working in this like white evangelical Christian world. Mm-hmm. So he kind of like assimilated into like whiteness and like acting. He thought he kind of, I think he associated losing his culture to his success in a sense, mm-hmm. like into his ability to kind of like, yeah. So, um, so that kind of was passed down to us. He, it wasn't that, you know, my dad would just always talk very, um, you know, like use words like, oh, that's so ghetto or, you know, whatever, like yeah. describing yeah. like the places that he came from. Yeah. Um, so, so, um, yes, I had a very uh, interesting connection. However, like my dad's mom's side of the family is very, um, they're just, to me, they embody, like, this idea that we kind of have, like, black excellence. Like, they're all, like, highly educated. Um, they're all very, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, but, um, so, like, we did, uh, growing up, we, you know, I, I was very connected to my family still, you know, but, um, and that was kind of the idea of, like, this is what black person who's doing it right looks like versus like a black person who's being black wrong um so yes very complicated i guess um did that answer your question yeah yeah for sure did so what did that look like for you to assimilate um to quote-unquote white culture or to detach yourself from black culture like what did that look like trickling down from your dad yeah i mean I didn't recognize it until I was older. Yeah. I just recognized that um, 
we grew up in very white spaces. We went to white churches. Most of my friends were white. Um, and my dad would say things about things that I now associate with black culture. Like we didn't listen to very much rap music, you know, like stuff like that, that I would associate with like black culture. My dad tended to like talk more like poorly about, which is, which there's complications there. Right. Because Mm -hmm. then we also like my dad, like did expose us to lots of different types of music and like Prince. I grew up listening to like Prince and Michael Jackson. Like that was a really big part of my upbringing too. But that, I don't think that was actually from like a, him embracing his blackness it was more like a musical like these are like the icons that you need to know right but that's like a whole side tangent (laughs) um (laughs) anyways so what it looked like it looked like me just not feeling connected to my blackness at all i um actually hate like did not like my blackness for a long time i didn't like my hair i i wanted to be i actually have distinct memories as a child of praying that I could be white because I didn't feel pretty. Um, boys didn't like me, and I mm-hmm. thought it was because I was black. Um, I just, I didn't like, I didn't like that I was black. I didn't think I was pretty, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, that's what that looked like. It just looked like me feeling like almost like an other because of the spaces I was in, yeah. um, and not realizing that actually there was like a whole community that I was just disconnected from. Yeah. <laughs>